You're tuned in to More Living with Jim Brogan. Broadcast live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator, and he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for over 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. Hello, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. For more than 85 years, East Tennessee Children's Hospital has served the children of this region. Uh, The hospital has approximately over 123,000 patient encounters annually. And in addition to operating the busiest emergency department in Knox County, the hospital's neonatal intensive care unit takes care of about 700 premature and critically ill newborns every year. The hospital is also East Tennessee's 25th largest employer with nearly 2,000 full and part-time staff supporting hospital operations. This morning, I'm excited to welcome Adam Cook, He is Vice President of Institutional Advancement for East Tennessee Children's Hospital. We've had several people with children's on over the years. We support children's as much as we can. They do such a great thing for the community. Adam has spent the last 20 years of his career working with medical facilities in North Carolina, St. Louis, and Knoxville, helping them with fundraising, growing corporate partnerships, and capitalizing on community development and involvement. Welcome to More Living, Adam. Thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. It's great to have you. So you've been with Children's for a little over a year now? We've been here just over a year. My family and I moved here, as you said, from the St. Louis area the week of the Alabama football game last year. So we like Uh, to say we we brought uh, in, we hope, good luck last year. That's right. Um, uh, you need to do something, you know, similar to that in two weeks when Georgia comes to town. We whatever do you, our best. Yeah, you need to repeat whatever you were doing. Um, so what led you to the transition to Knoxville? I mean, I guess children's, but yeah, t- 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 tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So as you said, I've been in healthcare fundraising administration for about 20 years. And my wife early on in my career said, Adam, it's about fit. You need to find the right fit and everything else will take care of itself. So when I started learning about East Tennessee Children's Hospital, the growing community of Knoxville, the the welcoming nature of the community, I thought this is an area I think I want to look into. Uh, and as I did and I met our CEO and president, Matt Schaefer, I knew this is the place we wanted to be. Some of the statistics that you shared that we do at Children's Hospital are phenomenal. And part of my role, you know, my title is the Vice President of Institutional Advancement, which is a a long title, which basically means I get to oversee giving, serving, and sharing. So the more I can share what happens at Children's Hospital, the more we can get folks involved in serving at the hospital and hopefully providing gifts. Uh, That's why I'm here. And this community has been so welcoming to me and our family because we just have such a great opportunity at Children's Hospital to get that message out and encourage folks to to join us in what we do. So... You came from St. Louis. Where did you grow up? Grew up in Concord, North Carolina, which is about oh. 20 miles north of Charlotte, North yeah. Carolina. 
Okay, so you're kind of from these these parts. This is my area. Yes, we we <laughs> absolutely loved our time in St. Louis, but uh, you know it's I have nice two daughters. Town. Oh, it's a wonderful place, particularly if you're a baseball fan or a hockey fan. I was there about a month and a half ago, and we went to a Cardinals game. And I went down and had my picture with my buddy down right behind home plate where you see the arch in the background, right right past center field. I haven't been to every ballpark in the st- in the nation, but it's hard to beat sitting there at the, the yeah. baseball field and, and looking out and seeing that arch, just that iconic yeah, look pretty cool. of America. Yeah. yeah, We're very fortunate to have Children's Hospital here in Knoxville. In your view, Adam, what sets Children's apart from other hospitals? I think it's a great question. Uh, two things. The first is the people that make up Children's Hospital. You know, folks like to say Children's Hospital is all about uh, equipment and technology, and it really is. But we can't have equipment and technology unless we have the folks that know how to use it. They know how to relate to the patient. They know how to relate to the family. So the first thing that makes Children's Hospital unique is, as you said, we have over 2,000 employees, and each one has a unique story why they are there. Uh, they provide insight, they provide warmth, they provide professionalism, experience. So the first thing is we have an unparalleled workforce that go there every day with the mission of we're going to take care of kids regardless of race, religion, national origin, ability to pay. It's our mission to take care of the patient and the family. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we have our over now 85-year history, have more from what was a hospital right there on Clinch Avenue to a healthcare system. We are larger than folks really, really recognize. Uh, Our hospital is 152 bed. It's called a tertiary care hospital, which means we can take care of just about anything under the sun. We have 14 primary care offices. We have four outpatient centers. We have an ambulatory surgery center and the region's only pediatric home health agency. So that's the second thing is we have great people, but we also are a growing healthcare entity so that if you're in Blunt County, if you're in uh, Oak Ridge, if you're in Sevier County, we hope you never have to come to the hospital proper. We want you to think, oh, my hospital is right down the street where my pediatrician is. Because for most children, uh, you're going to have a broken arm, you're going to have sore throats, you're going to have all these things. And most of that can be taken care of not having to come into the hospital itself. Heaven forbid you do have to come. We have the clinicians and the care and the technology and the state-of-the-art equipment to do everything for what we say from colds to cancer. You know, I love the way you answered that question because when I think of children, I've got two daughters. Now, they're my youngest just turned 18, so now she's an adult. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had many experiences with Children's Hospital, and... When I asked that question of what sets children's apart, I thought I, I thought you would lead with co- the care that's provided, um, and you really covered that second. And you mentioned the people, and I think that's spot on. Um, and, you know, the people, the way uh, our experiences that we've had, that has to start at the very top and work its way down. Can you talk about the culture at Children's Hospital? Because it has to start at the top and work its way down, You're in my right. view. You're exactly right. And that's one of the key drivers that that led us from the St. Louis area to Knoxville. As I said, I met our president CEO, Matt Schaefer. He's been there now for about three years. Uh, And we've had wonderful leaders at Children's Hospital. Uh, But Matt came in about three years ago, uh, came to us from the New Orleans area. He was at New Orleans Children's Hospital and really has a vision for our Children's Hospital. And it really is, as you said, it's the culture. It's every day as I get up, 
What can I do to make folks know Children's Hospital is there for you? Because like it or not, most of our families are going to visit the Children's Hospital. We never wake up and say, today's the day I want to go and have a broken arm for my child. Today's the day we're going to unfortunately diagnose a, a, a cancer issue. Unfortunately, we're probably going to have to go to Children's Hospital. So Matt's vision is how can we build a culture, not just around the patient, but around the family? Because when the child is there, the mom is there, the dad is there, the sibling is there. So that culture of warmth, of communication, of uh, support to the family, I think is really seen throughout our hospital, the facility itself, our, our healthcare system. And then our facilities are, are top notch. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful spaces, wonderful artwork, state of the art equipment. Uh, but the challenge we always have is how can we maintain what we need in a growing Knoxville community? And the leadership over there, you know, because the head has changed over the years, but the board, and the board evolves, but, but, you know, it's a little bit different. So the board, you know, you have to have a strong board leading something like that to have the culture that has been so consistently good over such a long period of time. You know, I know Children's provides for not only emergent and long-term medical needs, but it also provides support and education throughout the community. So what are some of the programs, Adam, that Children's offers? A great question as well. So we have a division that I get to work with called our Community Benefits Program. And we have wonderful leaders that are out in the community, out at school systems, going to businesses, and providing education, what I like to call pre-trauma events. So we want to make sure we're trying to keep as many children out of the hospital as possible, which doesn't sound like a great business model, but we don't want folks to have to come see us. So this community benefits folks teach everything from uh, bicycle safety, helmet safety, how to install a car seat correctly. Uh, heaven forbid, if you ever see those AED machines in your business office and someone has a cardiac event, how to use an AED machine, uh, providing education with children around, uh, how to swim, uh, Parents, make sure when it's hot out in the summertime, you don't leave your children in the car for a certain amount of time. Uh, how do you know how to do CPR? So all of those events we try to provide to our schools, to communities, to churches, so that they are educated in advance of an event. And these ladies provide such a benefit to the community because we hear story after story after story of, oh my gosh, I just learned CPR from you two weeks ago, and I actually had to use it. Or great story the great outcome terrible beginning but a child uh, needed to have an aed used and they were able to the person that administered it knew how to do it because our community benefits team had shown them earlier this is how you use an aed machine and it was it's a fantastic uh and successful outcome for what could have been a tragic event so education programs training all those things. That's that's a great thing. Uh, we're visiting with Adam Cook. He is the Vice President of Institutional Advancement for East Tennessee Children's Hospital. When we come back, I want to talk about Fantasy of Trees, all the great things that will be going on, such a, uh, a, a great tradition here in Knoxville. And, of course, it's their biggest fundraiser for the year. Uh, but we, we all enjoy it so much. So stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. 
Welcome back to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan. We're with you every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. and again from 3 to 4 p.m. You can also catch all of our podcasts. Go to BroganFinancial.com, click on radio. You can also download it on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all those things. We're visiting this morning with Adam Cook as we're approaching the holidays. And this is a great time of year to think about charitable intent and the great things that charities do for our area and of course with children's hospital it's much much more than that because of the excellent medical care and attention they provide uh and it's really an outstanding institution adam uh you're we we have adam cook he's vice president of institutional advancement Adam, the big annual fundraiser coming up in November, Fantasy of Trees. So I guess if you moved here last year in October, uh, this will be your second Fantasy of Trees. It will be, yes. This annual event is a, certainly a family favorite to kick off the holiday season. What can someone expect this year when they come to Fantasy of Trees? Well, this is our 39th annual Fantasy of Trees, which is unbelievable. It shows the uh, amount of support that the Knoxville community and our surrounding area provides to the Children's Hospital. Uh, it's presented by Axe Logistics, and so we're extremely excited about that partnership with them. It is a five-day event, so it starts Wednesday before Thanksgiving and runs through the following Sunday. We are open Thanksgiving afternoon, but we'll have trees to see and purchase, uh, two levels of shopping to go ahead and get that early Christmas present out of the way. Uh, we have raffle trees where tickets are on sale. You can win thousands of dollars of prizes from Walmart, Home Depot. Tickets are only $5, by the way. Gingerbread villages, carousels, you name it. It's the place to be either the day before Thanksgiving, the afternoon of Thanksgiving. We've had so much turkey to eat, and you got to start walking around yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that's a great the point. weekend afterwards. But we want this to be, it has always been the signature family event to kick off the holiday season, to get that Christmas season started, and raise funds for a great cause for Children's Hospital. So $5 for tickets. Uh, let's go ahead and cover what's the best way to get those tickets So and find out more. $5 for the raffle tickets. So adult tickets are $10. Children are 5 And if you have children under 3 they are free. Go online to etch.com. E-T-C-H dot com. You can purchase tickets online there. You can purchase tickets at the door showing up at the event. But if you do them online, we have what's called a fantasy four-pack. So you can buy four tickets for only $25. Oh, wow. Again, all the proceeds go to the Children's Hospital. And this year in particular, they'll be used to support our neurology program. So we're working mm. to meet. It's a tremendously high demand for neurology services in and around our area. So we're going to help. The funds raised are going to bring in more providers. We need more providers space. in that area. Absolutely. Uh, co-locate practices with where our services are. And then start introducing enhancements to what neurology looks like particularly perhaps an epilepsy monitoring unit, a Mm. system in the next months ahead. So our ability to deepen, strengthen, and widen our neurology program is really going to be dependent on how successful we can be at the uh, Fantasy of Trees presented by Axel Logistics. So so $10 for adults, $5 for kids, and then... um Free for children under three. And then you mentioned $5 for the raffle ticket. That's correct. Okay. We're very grateful to folks like Walmart and Home Depot that provide... Literally thousands of dollars worth of prizes yeah. for that event, $5 raffle tickets. Great community it. involvement. And then this year, you're introducing the Gala Among the Trees. 
which is kind of a formal fundraiser. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? Yeah, so thank you, Jim. This is the inaugural Gala Among the Trees. So the Tuesday evening before the Fantasy of Trees kicks off, we have a wonderful opportunity. This is presented by Tennessee Erosion Control, where it is a separate, a separate ticket. It's an exclusive event, a holiday cocktail attire event for adults. We want you to come. We have heavy hors d'oeuvres, live bands, open bar. It's your exclusive first look at what Fantasy of Trees is going to be all about. But it's a night that we want this to be the inaugural event for something that Again, 39 years later, still going strong. Again, all the proceeds from this event are going to our neurology program at the Children's Hospital. It is a separate ticket from Fantasy of Trees. And it's cocktail, atti- cocktail attire, it is, right? Yes, and, and folks laugh at this. Uh, it is festive cocktail attire. Now, Jim, you and I know what that is, so you'll have to go home and tell all the, your wives. And <laughs> well, I might have to ask Dee Dee, <laughs> what does this mean? I think I know what that yeah, means. It is festive cocktail attire. It is a separate event. Tickets are on sale right now, but they are going fast. They're on $125 a ticket, uh, but that gives you all the food, drink, live music, evening out with your special someone. Uh, you can get them at etch.com slash gala. Yes, and Brogan Financial, I'm very proud, is going is a proud sponsor, one of the uh, sponsors of that great event that's kicking off Fantasy of Trees this year. Uh, so again, go to etch.com and find out more purchase tickets for Fantasy of Trees. For the Gala of the Tree, Among the Trees, go to etch.com slash gala. Uh, so v- great tradition here in Knoxville. Uh, when it comes to children's, Talk about the importance of community financial support. In years past, fundraising was an opportunity to provide what we used to call icing on the cake projects. Now, with the way healthcare is and insurance reimbursement, fundraising is a pivotal part of keeping the hospital up and running. So I have two things I think about when I think about fundraising. The first is what we call, how do we keep the hamster on the wheel? What that means is what type of fundraising can we provide on an annual basis to make sure that we are providing service after service after service for what is expected here in the Knoxville community and the surrounding areas. We want to make sure that our operations are solid. We want to make sure that we have the programs and the equipment, the technology that's there to take care of the patient today. But second to that, we're really hoping folks join our vision of what can take place tomorrow. How can we better strengthen our neurology program? Our cardiology program, what are equipment or services that maybe we don't have today, but if we have like-minded, visionary folks that want to provide gifts, they can provide perhaps an endowment. They can perhaps leave a gift through their estate plan, through a charitable organization, so that we can take care of today, but also really plan for what we think we might need or what we may not even understand yet from a technology perspective for tomorrow's patients. Absolutely. And uh a little bit later in our dollars and cents segment, I'm going to talk about the power of giving in your financial plan. And then for the remainder of the show, I'm going to talk about how to be smart about how we give and take advantage of, of the Internal Revenue Code because we do have a lot of advantages that are given. Adam, charitable giving. Now, we had record charitable giving in 2020 and 2021. With the pandemic happening and all that, it was just re- really record giving. Now, this past year... Charitable giving fell by 3.4%. And when you adjust that for inflation, that's a 10.5% decrease. 
is what Giving USA has found. Tell us what's going on at Children's. Have you seen challenges with fundraising or things just continuing to move along very strong? Well, we are blessed at Children's Hospital that we have a community of supporters that understand our mission, our vision, our values. So our fundraising has been strong. The challenge that we have at Children's Hospital is as inflation goes up, as price of goods go up, so do the needs that we have to provide. So many folks don't know this, but it takes about $750,000 a day to keep Children's Hospital up and running. Two years ago, it was about $550,000 a day. So yes, we have charitable support and we have folks that are like-minded in our vision, but as costs rise, we need to raise more and more money just to stay level with what we've been doing in years past. So we strongly encourage folks and are so grateful to folks that do think about Children's Hospital here at the end of the calendar year, into the tax season, but also throughout the year, because without support of the community, we won't be able to do some of the things that we've grown accustomed to in this wonderful hospital of ours. And I know, you know, when we look at the data, we had really bad inflation in 2022, which challenges everybody. And then, of course, the S&P, the, the U.S. stock market was down over 18%. Uh, the U.S. bonds were down over 13%. It was the worst one-two punch of stocks and bonds since the Great Depression. So people are feeling squeezed. But that's why I think, and I'm going to talk about it here in, a, in, in our next segment, but charitable giving the power of giving should be a fundamental part of me you know of your financial plan and there's so many reasons for that so i just think that it's hard um it it, it, on one hand it can we can feel pinched but if we make it a priority and we support causes that we're passionate about uh these are these are services that are just vastly needed in this area I think the value of charitable giving is you're investing in an organization that will outlast you and has such a larger purpose when folks get together to do it. Of course, I wear the Children's Hospital hat, and we want folks to contribute to Children's Hospital. But as you said, I would encourage folks and listeners here to find that organization that you're passionate about. When you invest in that organization, you see the return on that investment in your community, in your families, in your schools, in your churches, in your hospital in our case. Uh, it's a great opportunity to, divor- to uh, diversify a portfolio and you go away feeling really great because you see the impact of your gift. And that's one of the things we try to do at Children's Hospital is if you do decide to give us a gift, we want to show you exactly where those dollars were spent, how they were spent and the impact on our children that are served. Uh, most folks think, oh, Children's Hospital, Adam, you just said $750,000 a day to stay open. My gift's unimportant. I could not disagree more. If it's a $5 gift, there's or, power in numbers. There's power in numbers. We want 100% participation. That's what we look for. And we know if everyone in our community was giving to Children's Hospital at $5 or $5 million, it's the power of giving that allows us to do more than we ever could. Lastly, Adam, I do want to ask you, I know there's a lot of major construction going on the past few years at Children's. Tell our listeners all of the new, exciting, exciting, uh, uh, excuse me, new and exciting upgrades that are happening. Absolutely. You are right. If you go down Cumberland Avenue, uh, the the new vision is a crane that's up building everything. Uh, we're excited. You know, our South Tower has been about five years open now. We have majority of our services Beautiful facility. If you haven't seen that uh, in between uh, some of our buildings on 21st Street, uh, that is now closed. 
It is going to be transformed in the next 9 to 12 months into an outdoor plaza so that we have indoor-outdoor opportunities for patients and families to uh, receive care. You know, that was a thoroughfare that was very busy and that connected some of our buildings. If you go by there now, it's permanently closed. It's a great partnership we have with the city of Knoxville uh, for the next 30 years at least, and we hope more. Uh, it will be an outdoor plaza where you can have family events. You can go out there with your, your siblings if you're feeling well and uh, be, be out in the sunshine. And I think that's a great way to, to be healthier. In addition, inside, we have uh, brought in more services. We have now a pediatric gastroenterologist. We have brought together two uh, pediatric cardiology programs. Of course, what Fantasy of Trees and, and uh, Galen on the Trees that can support our neurology program continues to grow. But again, we're trying to also see areas out in our community that we can expand. Blunt County has great expansions going on. Sevier County. We're going to be up in Oak Ridge in a couple of years. So the opportunity to join us through your philanthropic gift, you're going to start seeing the impact of that investment. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's through a crane uh, and all the growth <laughs> is there, but also through the service and the, services and the professionals we bring in. Well, and just getting involved in going to Fantasy of Trees benefits Children's Hospital, and it's a great outing. And $10 for adults, $5 for kids, free if you're three and under. So, and it's a great way to get out and enjoy things. $5 raffle tickets for great giveaways. And a lot of that is made possible by all of the businesses in the community that help support Fantasy of Trees. This year, of course, they're having their gala among the trees. To find out more about all this, go to etch.com and you can purchase tickets and get more information. Adam, thank you for your service. Well, thank and you, and thank you to, to Brogan Financial. You are our entertainment sponsor for the gala yes. coming up. We really want folks to join that, so get online, buy those tickets now. They are going fast, but come out and have a festive evening. It's going to be a blast. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come down and share with us this morning. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. That's Adam Cook. He is the Vice President of Institutional Advancement for East Tennessee Children's Hospital. When we come back, I'm going to have our dollars and cents segment, The Power of Giving in your financial plan. And then later in the show, I'm going to talk about how to, regardless of how much you're giving, whether it's a little or a lot, how you can make the biggest impact both with the organizations you give to and also that helps you the greatest financially with the incentives we're given by our Internal Revenue Code. So stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, and we're, this, is, this is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. If you've missed some of today's show, uh, we really had a great half hour there with Adam Cook over at East Tennessee Children's Hospital as they get ready for their big fantasy of trees. And this year they're starting their, their first gala uh, on a Tuesday night. That will be a festive cocktail attire event, drinks, food, entertainment, the whole nine yards. To find out more, go to etch.com. And again, we'll have our podcast up Tuesday afternoon. We'll have it on our website and also at Apple Podcast and Spotify. We're going to talk more about the power of giving with our dollars and cents segment. 
Want to be sure you are getting the most out of your retirement? For all the years of your retirement? That's the primary goal of More Living with Jim Brogan and our Dollars and Cents segment, where we provide you with an important financial tip that will help positively impact the quality of your life in retirement. And now, here's Jim with this week's Dollars and Cents tip. The power of giving in your financial plan. I do want to really emphasize this because I think giving at some level is fundamentally important in our financial planning. And there are several reasons for this. Uh, first off, it, it gets us involved in supporting things and organizations and services and people that are less fortunate than us. And just listening this morning, we've got people that are in all kinds of different life circumstances. But you know what? There are others out there that it more than likely are also very having challenging life experiences. And when we give money or give our time, I think both are fundamentally very important. Giving our time is really just as valuable because then our passion and our hearts are in it. But when we're serving an entity that is helping people less fortunate than ourselves, we receive back tenfold in quality of life. So when you're regularly charitably giving, whether it's to church or charity or both, you regularly are getting those blessings back. And then the other thing is, you know, we live in a society, everything's so materialistic. We know that. And, you know, it's kind of like the old saying, uh, J.D. Rockefeller was asked, how much is enough? How much money is enough? And you know what he said? He said, a little bit more. In other words, if money is the goal, then it's never enough. We know it does not satisfy us, does not please us in the end. I mean, stuff's fun, but it doesn't truly give us inner fulfillment. And... The issue of work and money and life balance is so important. And I see so many instances around the community, around the country, and around the world where people's money and life balance is not where it really ideally would be. And so when you regularly give, not only does it fulfill you in a way that that buying stuff doesn't. It also gets you this balance in your life and your perspective. And then you also get blessings seeing how other people need help. We all go through challenging times. Uh, sometimes it helps us to see, though, others that are, that are not fortunate, maybe less fortunate than us, and be able to bless and support those organizations. So the power of giving in a financial plan, something, if you can do 1% of your income, just start somewhere, $50 a month, whatever you can do, start somewhere, find something you're passionate about, give with your money, and then just as importantly, give some with your time. That's our Dollars and Cents segment for this week. You can find this week's Dollars and Cents segment and others by visiting broganfinancial.com. Do 
check us out at BroganFinancial.com. We've got a wealth of resources. You can click on resources and find out more information. Download some of our complimentary guides. Um, I have done my last class uh, in the community. It was at the University of Tennessee's Personal and Professional Development. Uh, It was actually Thursday night. It was tax planning in the new age. And we talked about a lot of the different things you can be doing from a tax planning perspective. We'll start back with our classes in the winter. My first class will be, again, back at the University of Tennessee's non-credit program, and it'll be the Foundational Financial Survival for Retirement, which is a two-part class. But if you want to get our entire schedule of all of our upcoming classes, go to BroganFinancial.com and click on Classes, and you can see all, all through the spring. We're doing an income planning class. We've got the tax planning class again. We're doing classes both through Pellissippi State's uh, community outreach and the University of Tennessee uh, the course fee is anywhere usually from 39 to $59, I think. Uh, so check it all out. Go to BroganFinancial.com and click on Classes. Now, I do want to get into how do you make the biggest impact when you're gifts. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about this from two levels. How do you make the greatest impact on people and services and charities and churches? And then number two... How can you best take advantage in your financial plan in terms of our tax incentives? What's the best asset to give? How do you maximize your savings? Because we should give because we want to give. But then we should also take advantages of the Internal Revenue Code because the way Congress wrote it, they wrote it to incentivize us to give The reason for that is they know that for the most part, churches and charities can be more efficient with our money than the federal government. So they give us tremendous incentives. So don't go away. We'll have more on charitable giving. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. This is More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm Jim Brogan, and you can catch us every week, 9 to 10 a.m. and again, 3 to 4 p.m. Also catch our podcasts. Go to brokenfinancial.com and click on radio or go to apple podcast or spotify type in more living with jim brogan you'll find us there and you can download all of our podcasts when it comes to charitable giving i want to talk about how to make the biggest impact and there are two areas here the first one how do you make the biggest impact on the people and the services you're trying to impact and this comes down to looking at the churches and charities that we give to And how are they making an impact? Now, we want to certainly focus and start with what are we passionate about? Okay, but then how can we make sure that that charity is efficient? So, number one, there are three main things here. Number one, they should have excellent transparency. You should be able to get their annual annual disclosure filings that they file with IRS. You should be able to get their financials. They should be very, very transparent about how the money's being spent, who it's benefiting, and they should be an open book. 
So transparency is number is is one of the three big things. The second is efficiency. How good are they at using your money and my money and everyone else's money? And you know, a good rule of thumb, you really want ideally a charity to be utilizing eighty percent or better, if not eighty five percent or better of your gift goes to benefit the people that it serves now there can be there's exceptions to that right churches would be some exceptions something like children's hospital i don't know their number but that would be an exception because they're actually providing services and being paid in addition to being a charitable organization so that is a little bit different but when when we support we we want to look at how efficient they are with dollars you know, if we give for every dollar we give, if, if they only have 40 cents on the dollar going to benefit the people or, that we're trying to benefit, that's not good. Some charities have more marketing budgets, and so that eats some into their efficiency. But that's explainable because ultimately they're able to raise more money. They just spend more on marketing and advertising and things like that. But you should know those kinds of things. How efficient are they with your money? Because, again, that is why the IRS and Congress in the Internal Revenue Code has given us incentives to give financially with saving on our taxes because they understand that charity should be more efficient with our dollars than what the federal government would be. And then number three, fiscal responsibility. They should not only be fiscally responsible in a quick snapshot of where they are today, You should be confident that they're fiscally responsible enough that they continue to exist tomorrow, in the following year, in five years from now, in ten years from now. Are they fiscally responsible? So those are the three big things. Transparency, efficiency of their dollars, how much is going to benefit people, and fiscal responsibility. Now, you may say, Jim, where do you get this type of information? One of my favorite, there's plenty of places, but one of my favorites is Charity Navigator. Charity Navigator uh, online, I think it's .com. It might be .org, but CharityNavigator.com. If you go there, they do, they're an independent. They run analysis on these charities, and they score charities on all three of these things I just went through, transparency, efficiency, and fiscal responsibility. And you can see exactly how they score on all three of those. And they rate one to four stars. Now, again, just because a charity is not four-star doesn't mean they're not a worthwhile charity. Maybe they have high marketing expenses, as, as the example I gave. Or maybe they have high operational costs because of the nature of what they do. So we have to read between the lines on some of these things. Certainly the transparency and fiscal responsibility is critical as well. So you can go to Charity Navigator and find out a lot more about the organization you're giving to or that you want to give to to ensure that your dollars are being utilized with maximum impact. That's why we give. I mean, we don't just give for a tax deduction if you, you know, we, we give because we want to make an impact. You know, if, if I give $100, it may save me $24 in income taxes, but that's still costing me $76, right? So I don't give primarily just for the tax break. I give to make impact, and then I take advantage of the Internal Revenue Code to save myself on income taxes. Now, that's the second thing. How can we maximize the fiscal impact in our own life 
of how we give. And a lot of this comes down to what types of dollars or assets we give. You know, the best kind of asset to give to a church or charity is an asset that you have not paid all the income taxes on it. Like, let's say I bought a stock for $5,000 and it's worth $10,000. So I have a $5,000 capital gain. So if I sell that stock, I have to pay a capital gain on the $5,000. And if it's held for more than a year, it's treated as a long-term capital gain. Well, if I give that $10,000 to a church or charity as opposed to just writing a check out of my checking account, okay, then nobody pays the long-term gains tax on the on the $5,000 growth, the long-term capital gain, because the charity is tax-exempt. I'm not selling the stock and then giving it. I'm giving the stock, and then they sell it. But I get a $10,000 tax deduction. Whether Now, I get that potentially whether I write a check or give stock or a mutual fund or whatever some sort of capital assets that's gone up in value. But again, I avoid the income tax. Now, yeah, I could take $10,000 and then turn right around and buy the stock. I could do that if I want to continue to own the stock. So it's just a matter of being smart about how you give. Now, the second, the, the best kind of money to give is money where you haven't paid any of the income tax on the asset. And what am I referring to there? That would be your retirement account, your IRA, your 401k, your 403b. There are very limited opportunities to give from your IRA directly to charity, and you do not have to pay the income tax on the distribution. Now, you don't get a tax deduction because you've never paid the tax on that money to begin with, but you do get a tax-free distribution if it goes directly to the church or charity, the, te- the, the check has to be made out to the charity. You can only, so, so there are limited instances. Number one, it has to be an IRA. You cannot do it from a 401k, a 403b, a 457, a 401a. It has to be an IRA. Only from an IRA can you give directly to charity and not have to pay tax on that distribution. The other thing is you have to be over 70 and a half years old. So call it what you will, age discrimination, whatever. I hate that I can't do this, but I'm 54. I can't do it. But if you're 70 and a half or older, you can give directly from your IRA. Now, just even as important or more important, at 73, if you're already over 70 and a half or you're close, at at 73, if you're born before 1960, you have to start taking required minimum distributions from your IRA, and they're taxable. And it's about 4%. A little less, but you can do some rough math. So on a $500,000 IRA, you know, that's 40, that's, uh, that's a 40, that's a 4,000, I'm sorry. On a $500,000 IRA, that's a $20,000 distribution. Well, if you give some of that directly to church or charity, you're not taxed on 20000 you're, 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 you get to deduct, and it's, it's not an itemized deduction. It's on page one. It comes straight off adjusted gross income. So the most powerful way for our own financial impact that we can give is to give assets that still have taxes that haven't been paid because if we're smart about how we're doing it, the taxes never get paid. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you to Adam Cook from Children's Hospital. 
Thank you to Chris for engineering the show. Thank you to Jill for producing the show. Uh, next week, we'll have Project Recover as we talk about Veterans Day or Presence, Veterans Day weekend. Have a very, very blessed week. This is More Living with Jim Brogan on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.